Good morning, everybody. In today's daf, Shabbos daf, Kuf Bem Ches, we had a case where seemingly the Amir Shmuel is contradicting a halach which we had in the Mishnah. So today, by the I would like to discuss whether we ever find that Shmuel, the Amir, ever argued on Tanaim, whether he ever argued on Mishnahis or Brises, and I'd like to discuss some interesting details about the Amir Shmuel. So let's see the Gemara, the Gemara in Shabbos daf, Kuf Bem Ches, the Mishnah says that the halach is that a person is not allowed to set a bone, a broken, uh, broken, a bone broke on Shabbos. So the Mishnah says that a person is not allowed to set the bone in place. Ein machzir nasa Shabbos Shabbos. It says he had the Gemara. The bottom of Shabbos Tav Kufim Zayin Beis says Gemara Rav Chana Bagdital Amar Shmuel Halacha Machzir and Tashavur. Shmuel walked in and said Halacha is a person is allowed to fix the bone on Shabbos. He's allowed to set the bone in place on Shabbos. Now the question is, how could Shmuel the Amir disagree with what we have before Rish in our Mishnah? Our Mishnah says that it's prohibited, and Shmuel's walking in and saying it's permitted. So what is going on over here? So if you take a look, Rashi verse speaks out. Top Rashi. Rashi says Svir Leli Shmuel Machzir and Tanan says Rashi. Rashi's understanding that what Shmuel said was not that he's contradicting the Mishnah, not that he's arguing with the Mishnah. Rather, Shmuel is just correcting the gears in the Mishnah. Our mission said that you're not allowed to set the bone in place on Shabbos. Shmuel's walking in and saying, no, the, the proper gears in the mission was that you are allowed to set the bone in place on Shabbos. And therefore, that's how we resolve the contradiction between Shmuel and the mission. If you take a look at the Piskirid, he writes like this as well. That v'chein halacha pirsh umish shabbish masnisen that the mishnah was mistaken and you have to be garis machzirin. If you take a look at the Ravya, the Ritva writes like this as well. The Ravya and Chelak Aleph from Sefer Shabbat and Simon Shanun writes like this that Niran Hadvarim shekabal biyadi detanoi. He says the Ravya, I how is Shmuel allowed to disagree with the mishnah? So says the Ravya. What happened was that Shmuel had a kabbalah that it was machlekes tanoim. Even though our mishnah just sounds like everybody agrees you're not allowed to fix the one on Shabbos, Shmuel had a kabbalah that it was really machlekes tanoim. Shmuel was passed back another time. Or says Ravya, or we could say that he had a Kabbalah that our mission was only a Shita Yechida, that it was a minority opinion. However, the majority disagree, and that's what Shmuel was passing like. Or says Ravya, or he knew that the mission, or he had a Messiah that the mission was mistaken, that there was a mistake in our Mishnah, and therefore he corrected the Mishnah by saying Machzir. And so the Ravya really gives us three options, and the Ravya just ends up by saying, The Ravya gives us another four instances, four other cases where Shmuel seemingly is disagreeing with Tanoim, disagreeing with Mishnais or Brises. So says Ravya, you have one of three options in these cases. Either you could say that it's Machlegis Tanoim, or he knew that the Yishiti Yichida, and he was disagreeing with the minority opinion, or he knew that it was a mistake, and he was correcting a mistake. So we have, we have Rashi, we have the Ritva, we have Ravya, understanding in our Gemara that our Mishnah said that it's prohibited. Shmuel's walking in and saying it's permitted. So Rashi's saying that, that what Shmuel was saying was that he corrected the gears in our mission. The mission did not say it's prohibited, it said it's permitted. Rav Yah gave us three other options, um, two other options, I'm sorry. Either that he had a cabal, that our mission was a shita yichida, that our mission was a minority opinion, or that our Mishnah was a machlekes tanaim, and he was paskening like the other tana. So that's how these Rishayim get out of this challenge. So now before we go right there, we're going to just give, give a quick Agdama, and that is that in general, even though this call is not beferish in any Gemara, the Gemara never says that Amir is not allowed to see with the tana. There's no Gemara which says that. However, it is seemingly accepted in the Gemara, and the Gemara will ask all the time, I, how could Amir say this? There's a Bryce which says not like this, there's a Mishnah which says not like this. So it seems that whether you hold this big machlekes in the Rishayim, already the times of the Ga'inim, whether the Amorayim are not allowed to disagree, or whether the Amorayim agree they're not going to disagree with the Tanayim, or whether the Amorayim in general don't disagree, but they're allowed to disagree. It's a big machlekes, a tremendous discussion, really a fascinating discussion, really interesting to see how it developed in the different opinions, but that we're going to leave for another time. However, we are going to make the assumption that this rule exists, that the Allah is that Amir is not allowed to disagree with the Tana, which is what Rabbi Shiru Gain says in his letter, seemingly says in his letter, that they are not allowed to disagree, and therefore we are going to go with the premise that they're not allowed to disagree, Amorayim are not allowed to disagree with Tanayim. So that's why the Rishayim, we are 
telling us that Shmuel, who walked in and, and contradicted our Mishnah, they have to offer different solutions how Shmuel is disagreeing with our Mishnah. One other Pshah in our Gemara over here, the Aruch HaShochan speaks out in Simon Shin Chavchetz, says the Aruch HaShochan that I, our Gemara said, our Mishnah said it's prohibited, and Shmuel is walking in and saying it's permitted. So it says the Aruch HaShochan, it brings out Rashi's Pshah. The Rashi says that we have to correct the Yeris in our Mishnah, and the Mishnah did not say, Eimachsirin, rather it said Machsirin, but asks the Aruch HaShochan, he doesn't like that. He says, if that was the case, then Shmuel shouldn't say that Halacha Machsirin is Hashem. He shouldn't walk in and say that's the Halacha. He should say that Machsirin tonight. He should say that that's the Yeris in our Mishnah. From the fact that Shmuel is walking in and saying this is the Halacha, it doesn't sound like he's saying that this, it's the, there's, we have the wrong Yeris in our Mishnah. It sounds like he's saying that this is the Halacha and he's disagreeing with their Mishnah. So the Aruch HaShochan wants to suggest another approach, and he's really coming to answer Akash and the Ram. The Rambam doesn't bring down the halachas in our Mishnah. So the Aruch HaShochan is bothered by this question. So the Aruch HaShochan wants to suggest another approach of yours. So it says, the Helega Aruch HaShochan, Simen Shin Chavches, Neral Yisdaiti, says the Aruch HaShochan, that we know that Shmuel we saw already a few times in Sachar Shabbos and we're going to see by the Shem many more places Shmuel is a doctor he definitely was proficient in ophthalmology and other all different forms of medicine so he's a doctor the so says the Arach HaShochan, what happened was, Shmuel's not disagreeing with the Mishnah. Shmuel was, a prof- Shmuel was a professional doctor. He was an expert. He was an expert doctor. And therefore, Shmuel said that even though maybe in the times of the Mishnayis, it wasn't a Sakana of a person that had a broken bone, you did not set it back in place. Said Shmuel, in our generation, now in our generation, it is a Sakana. And therefore, said Shmuel, in the times of the Mishnah, in Echanami, was prohibited. However, nowadays, it is a Sakana. Therefore, it is permitted. So again, Shmuel's not disagreeing with the Mishnah. Rather, Shmuel's just saying that the times have changed, and now it is a Sakana, and therefore it is permitted. So now we have four approaches in our Gemara, how we to understand the contradiction between Shmuel and the Mishnah. So we had three Mahalachim in the Rav Yah, and one Mahalach of the Arach HaShochan. So now let's clarify. Let's discuss Shmuel the Amir. Is Shmuel the Amir allowed to disagree with Tanayim, or is Shmuel the Amir not allowed to disagree with the Tana? So from the fact that Rash over here, the Ritva, the Rav Yah, are all making the assumption that Shmuel is going to reinterpret our Mishnah, it sounds like that Shmuel is not allowed to disagree with the Mishnahis, and Shmuel, is not to, Shmuel does not have the status of a Tana, and he cannot agree with the Mish, he cannot disagree with the Tanayim. If you take a look in the Garis of he seems to say as preferish that Shmuel did not have the status of a Tana, and Shmuel cannot disagree. So now the question is: Is this accepted by everybody? Is this accepted that Shmuel the Amir is not not allowed to disagree with Tanaim, or maybe is there anybody who holds that Shmuel can disagree with Tanaim? And one of the things we're going to discuss in a few minutes, by Hashem, is we know that one of the contemporaries of Rav Shmuel, who they both had tremendous respect for each other, they both called each other by very respectful names. Shmuel and Rav had the ability, we know, to disagree with Tanaim. We know the Gemara says in a few places that Rav Tanu Paul Rav had the ability to disagree with Tanaim. So we're going to discuss why would why would Shmuel be different? Maybe first of all, maybe Shmuel was like Rav. Maybe Shmuel could disagree, and if Shmuel can't disagree, we're going to have to figure out why did Shmuel not have the ability to disagree with Tanaim. So now let's just jump back to the Gemara and Shabbos of Ayin Beis, which we had before. The Gemara walked in, and Shmuel came up with another drasha to explain how you know that you're going to be chayav for all thirty-nine melachos. So Shmuel walked in and said, "Hine, hine, a new drasha. How we know that you're going to be chayav for thirty-nine melachos?" Now says the Gemara. It says, if you take a look at Taisus, Taisus your mask loy mashmalei. Says the Taisus, Shmuel delay kerem nasan delay kerem yasi. Asks Taisus, Shmuel who's going, to, who's giving an entirely new drasha in our Gemara is now like the Gemara brought down two other opinions, two other sheets of the Tanaim. So asks Taisus, how could Shmuel disagree with these two Tanaim? So it says Taisa Shmuel like her not some like her basic, but Sarah Harmon to Kabbalah Kimali Shmuel Haki. So Taisa speaks out that Taisa is seemingly asking Akasha, how could Shmuel walk in and give out entirely new Pshad, entirely new Makar for the fact that there's you're going to be high with the Ramlach and Shabbos? I, we have two Tanaim with different Drashas. So how could Shmuel disagree with these two Tanaim? So Taisa's answer is we're going to have to say that Shmuel had a Kabbalah that this is the Allah. It sounds like Taisa is saying that Shmuel had a Kabbalah from some Tanaim that this was a Drasha and therefore Shmuel gave his own Drasha. So really Shmuel is not disagreeing, rather Shmuel had a Kabbalah from people earlier than him that. There was another Joshua. So again, it sounds 
Pasuk from Tais over here that Shmuel is not allowed to disagree with Tanayim. Because Shmuel Tais is asked Akasha, how could Shmuel disagree? And Tais had to give a tarots. So it sounds like over here that Shmuel is not allowed to disagree with the Tanayim. However, Pasuk Shana Gemara sounds like that Shmuel is allowed to offer an, a different, an alternative interpretation and that Shmuel was disagreeing with the Tanayim. So if you take a look at the Rashash and the Pnei Shu over here, and it's already Mavusis and a Muki Yetzim of a Kamad Aflamid, the Achreinim of Espigal, the Rashash and Shu Espigal, that you cannot bring a riot from over here that Shmuel the Amir is allowed to disagree with the Tanayim. Because says the Rashash and the Pnei Yeshua, based on this, and really to found the Muki Yetzim of a Kama, that when it, even though we assume that a Amir is not allowed to disagree with a Tana, that is only in regards to Halacha. That's in regards to a Tana who's saying Halacha one way, so Amir is not allowed to come along later on and say Halacha is another way. However, for an Amir to walk in and say a new Makar, a new Pshat in a Halacha, a new source, a new Drash in a Pasuk, that says Rashasif, that says Rashash, that is permissible. And therefore, just because Shmuel and Arab Gemara is offering an alternative interpretation other than Tanayim, we cannot bring a proof that Shmuel's allowed this root Tanayim, because maybe that's specifically with regards to Drashas, everybody would agree that every Amayah really would have the ability to disagree with Tanayim, and therefore Arab Gemara is not a proof. So again, so far we have no proofs that Shmuel, the Amayah, can disagree with the Tana. We brought down the Gemara in Shabbos, the Gemara we had before, and the Memzain, over there we said that we reinterpreted that Gemara. We have a, a Gemara over here, which Chase over here said that you that Shmuel had a Kabbalah from earlier sources, or we could say that our Gemara is not approved because our Gemara is talking about Joshes. However, if you take a look at the Gemara in the Sachlis Yevamos Naf Kufi Gilamad Alf, it sounds like Shmuel is disagreeing with everybody else. There's a Tana. Take a look at Nidaf Ayin and Bezos. Well, Shmuel is disagreeing with Tana over there. Take a look at Kesubas Naf Ayin Zayin. Shmuel is arguing with Abraisa. Kesubas Naf Ayin Bezos. Well, Kitten Naf Samach Zayin. Shmuel is disagreeing with Abraisa. There's a Tana. So we have a problem over here that Shmuel, the Amir, is seemingly disagreeing with many different Tana. Take a look at Yusham and Kesubas and Perak Yod, Halacha Dalit. The Gemara over there just says that Shmuel is arguing in a mission, and the Gemara doesn't seem to ask as a Kasha. It seems the Gemara is accepting it that Shmuel is allowed to disagree with the Tana. So we have a problem now that we seem to have quite a few Gemaras that Shmuel, the Amaras, is disagreeing with Tanaim. If you take a look at the Gemara we had before also in Shabbos, on Daf Kuf Lamed Zayin and as well, the Gemara brought down that Shmuel said that Allah is in regards to a Katan who had a Mila and you can't tell if the child was Mal or not. The Gemara said that Shmuel disagreed with the Shmuel Gamliel was a Tana. Rash just brings down that Shmuel held one opinion and Shmuel Gamliel was a Tana held another opinion. So it seems, and Rash was not bothered by the Kasha. How could Shmuel the Amara disagree with the Tana of Shmuel Gamliel? And if you take a look, the Dwarf there doesn't say anything. So it's interesting that none of the none of the Rishonim of their Ma'ir, how could Shmuel disagree with the Tanaim? So we have this Kasha now that although we said that it seems at least for sure in the Gersh Rishirigayin from Rishonim and Afkut Mitzayin that Shmuel the Amara cannot disagree with Tanaim, and we don't find ever that the Gemara says that Shmuel was a Tanu Pug like the Gemara says about Rav and some other Amarayim that they had the ability to disagree. We only find it about Rav. We don't say it about Shmuel. So, but we have this problem that the Gemara in a few places seems to say that Shmuel disagreed with Tanaim. So what are we going to do? So if we take a look. Lachar, we have a few options how to answer these Gemaras, how to answer this problem. If you take a look at the Arzurua, there's a tremendous chilish of the Arzurua, but an extremely important, extremely Yisaitistic Arzurua. It's in two places. If you take a look at the Arzurua, in Chelek Beis, Sechaz Erev Shabbos, Simchaf Beis, he writes like this. Says the Arzurua, Sha'al Pikabala Amar Kach Shmuel. He's talking about a halacha that Shmuel over there said, Mipnei Shehiya Yitzchilas Amaraim. Says the Arzurua, Shmuel was the first generation of, of the Amaraim. Shmuel, Rabbi Yechanan, Rav, they were all the first generation of the Amaraim. Rebbe was the last generation of Tanaim, and Shmuel, Rav learned by Rebbe, Shmuel we're going to talk about soon. Shmuel also may learn by Rebbe. So therefore, they were the first generation of Amaraim. So says the Arzurua, Therefore, says the Arzurua, whenever we find that Shmuel the Amir is disagreeing with Tanayim, says Arzurua, what really happened was Shmuel's not disagreeing. What Shmuel's saying was, Shmuel was the first generation Amir, which means that his Rabbeim were Tanayim. So what Shmuel's doing is, he's quoting his Rabbeim, and therefore his Rabbeim were Tanayim, are allowed to disagree with other Tanayim. So that's why, says Arzurua, that's why we'll find that sometimes Shmuel and some other, the early Amirim, the first generation Amirim, are disagreeing with Tanayim, because they have the ability, they're, they're 
according to the Rabbeim who wore Tanaim, and therefore they're not really disagreeing. Our Zerah writes like this as well. Says the Arzurah, the same thing, the same thing, that since they were the earliest generation of Amorim, and the Rabbeim were Tanaim, so therefore when they disagree with other Tanaim, really what they're doing is quoting the Rabbeim were Tanaim, and that's why they have the Kayach to disagree. So now we have one Mahalach to answer with the Arzurah, to answer all these Gemaras by saying that when Shmuel is disagreeing with the, with the Bryce says, what really happened was that Shmuel was quoting his Rabbeim were Tanaim, and therefore it's permissible. For Shmuel to disagree. However, there is also another Mahalach we could say, which is Mefurish Rajba in Shabbos on Daflam and Zaymabes, which we had together as well. The Gemara over there discusses that Rav and Shmuel were disagreeing with the Tanya about a certain Allah. So asks the Rajba, how could Rav disagree? So says the Rajba, Iklamemar to Rav Tanu Palak, Vichin Shmuel. Says the Rajba, we could say that Rav is Tanu Palak, and says the Rajba, Vichin Shmuel. Just like Rav is Tanu Palak, so too Shmuel is Tanu Palak. Shmuel the Amaira had the ability to disagree with Tanayim. Or the Rajba, Offers an alternative shot, the Inami Shmuel Karav came early, or the Rajwar offers an alternative shot that Shmuel held like Rav and Rav the ability to be Tano Pollock, and that's why it's permissible. If you take a look at the Rishes of Nchul and Dafir Ches, the Rishes speaks out that even if you'll tell me Rav Tanu Pollock, even though Rav had the ability to disagree with Tanaim, however, the Rishes speaks out that Shmuel did not look at Rav as a Tanu Pollock, that Shmuel did not look at Rav as a Tan, and Shmuel held that Rav did not have the ability to disagree with other Tanaim. However, the we see clearly in this Raj over here in Shabbos Aflam and Zion Rebbe's that the Rajma disagrees, the Rajma holds that Shmuel did look at Rav as a Tana, and therefore if Shmuel held that like Rav would not be a problem, but Shmuel is disagreeing with the Tanaim. However, what we see clearly in this Rajma and the Rajma's first tarots is that the Rajma is suggesting an incredibly important idea that just like we say Rav Tana Upalik, so too we'll say that Shmuel Tana Upalik. Now let's just talk about for one moment this idea that we said, Rav Tanu Pollock, Rav had the ability to disagree with Tanaim. So now we know that Rav and Shmuel were contemporaries. So why would it be specifically that Rav had the ability to disagree with Tanaim and not Shmuel? So this is really an incredibly long and interesting suga, interesting discussion. Really, we have to talk about why Amorim are not able to disagree with Tanaim, but we're going to talk about that another time. But for now, we'll just mention the Ritva in Ksubastav Chesanve. It says the Heligar Ritva. The Gemara over there says that we had a machlegis between Rav and Rav Yechelen. And the Gemara over there says that. The, the Gemara, the Ritva makes a deek over there from the fact that the Gemara doesn't say in Rabbi Yechanan that Rabbi Yechanan has the ability to be Tanu Palak. So says the Ritva, what we see clearly is that only Rav has the ability to be Tanu Palak and not Rabbi Yechanan. But now says the Ritva, well, the Kaimon, Rav, Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Rabbi Yechanan, asks the Ritva an important Kasha. Well, you just told me that Rav was allowed to disagree with Tanaim and Rabbi Yechanan was not allowed to disagree with Tanaim. So we would assume that Rav was on a higher level than Rabbi Yechanan because Rav could argue with Tanaim, Rabbi Yechanan can't. So ask the Hail Ritva, but we said the Gemara in Beya says that we have a machlekes between Rav and Rabbi Yechanan, we pass like Rabbi Yechanan. I how does that make any sense? Rabbi Yechon had the status of Amir and Rav had the status of Atana, so why would he pass like Rabbi Yechon over Rav? Says the Hegel incredibly important. We should Rabbi Yechon Chachem because Rabbi Yechon was smarter than Rav. I says Ritva, if he was smarter than Rav, so why did he not have the status of Atana? Ella Deloitte is Staya Milsa Laas Mechui Betanoi. Says the Hegel Ritva, an incredibly important word. We're going to have to come back to this when we talk more about whether Tanaim are allowed to disagree with Amir or allowed to disagree with Tanaim. Says the Ritva. That Shmuel did not get, I'm sorry, that Rabbi Yechanan did not get smicha leis diagnosed last mechuyah betana. That Rabbi Yechanan didn't have the siat nishmaya to have the to get the smicha to be considered a tana, and therefore Rabbi Yechanan was not allowed to screw with the tana. So it sounds like that a person could be even a bigger tamachacham. Rabbi Yechanan was a bigger tamachacham than Rav. He was smarter than Rav. And Av Apikin, Rav had the ability to disagree with Tanaim because he got smicha, versus Rabbi Yechanan who did not get smicha, and therefore he was not allowed to disagree with the Tanaim. And it's actually interesting that I think Duke Yosef and Baba Kama speaks out that Rabbi Yechanan was even Rav's Rebbe, which the Yad Malachi, in a long piece in Tav Kuf Nun Dalet, he tries, he screams very strongly against this, he disagrees strongly that Rabbi Yechanan was not Rav's Rebbe, but if you assume like the Rishayim that Rabbi Yechanan was Rav's Rebbe, you see a tremendous chiddush, that even though Rabbi Yechanan was Rav's Rebbe, Rav got 
dealt with the Yerut Tanaim. However, Rabbi Yechonon, who is the Rebbe of Rav, who did not get smicha, he was not allowed to see Tanaim because he did not have smicha. So now, what about Shmuel? Did Shmuel get smicha or not? So we know the Gemara, but Matzina not behaving based tells us that Shmuel was the Rebbe for, was the doctor for Rebbe for Rabbeinu Hakadosh, and Rabbeinu Hakadosh told Shmuel that he wants to give him smicha. And the Gemara says Elias died. Most of the Rebbe was not successful in giving Shmuel smicha. Again, we'll have to talk about why exactly it happened. Rashi just says that the Chum didn't come together; they weren't together to give him smicha, and therefore, when Shmuel speaks out that he, don't worry, it's okay, Rebbe, even though you're not giving me smicha, was already decreed that I'm going to be the doctor, Rebbe, and that's okay. So, Lechera, whether Shmuel can disagree with today, it might be based on this Gemara, because the Gemara tells us that Shmuel did not get smicha, so if we go learn like this Ritva, that a person does not have smicha, cannot disagree with Tanayim, so it could be that's why Shmuel cannot disagree with the Tanayim. However, there's another interesting suggestion, we could, however, another possibility to suggest why, even though Shmuel and Rav are contemporaries, Rav was Tanopog and Shmuel was not Tanopog, was because one of the Mahalchim, I think the Chav, I believe the Chavaz Yar speaks this out, the reason why Rav Tanopog was because Rav was on the bezin of Rebbe. Rav had a very close relationship with Rebbe, and therefore, Rav, who was with Rebbe, was able to disagree with Tanaim, because Rebbe was a Tana, and therefore, Rav, who was involved with Rebbe, was able to disagree with Tanaim. However, Shmuel, who was not involved as much with Rebbe, even though we know, like the Gemara Bab told us, that Shmuel was the doctor for Rebbe, and we would assume, and also that Rebbe wanted to give him smicha, so we would assume that they had a relationship, and that Shmuel did learn under Rebbe, even though there are some contemporary historians who want to suggest that Shmuel really didn't learn under Rebbe, but it does sound like from the Pashim Shah and the Gemara that Shmuel did learn under Rebbe, at least for a short period of time. So it could be that since Shmuel was not as involved as Rob with Rebbe and Shmuel was not in the Bezdin, Therefore, Shmuel did not have, did not have the ability to disagree with the other Tanaim. So again, quick Chazar we saw so far. We saw that many of the Rishayim make the assumption that Shmuel did not, cannot disagree with other Tanaim. We saw a Gemara in Shabbos, which sounded like that the, the Gemara in Shabbos, not Ayin, sounded like Shmuel is disagreeing with Tanaim. We said over there we can't bring any proofs because that's a case of Jerashas. And we said that everybody agrees in a case of a Jerashas that Amorim can disagree with Tanaim. Then we brought a bunch of Gemaras which sound like Shmuel did disagree with the Tanaim. So we said we have two options. Either we could say, well, we have three options. We either could say, that Shmuel, like the Rajma said, Shmuel does have the ability to disagree with Tanayim. Or we could say, like the Rajma said, that whenever we find Shmuel disagreeing, Shmuel is disagreeing with, with, from his Rabbeim, and his Rabbeim were Tanayim, that's why he's disagreeing. Or the third Malach we could say is, like we saw in Aragomar, in Shabbos Nafkuf Menzayin, that Rishana is saying that it was a mistake in the Gersa, or it was a Shiti Chida, and that's how Shmuel is allowed to disagree. So now let's just speak about, so now we say that Shmuel was the same generation as Rav, Shmuel was an early generation Amira, so is there any difference between Shmuel and other Amirai because he was such an early generation Amira? So you take a look at the Shla in his Kalya Talmud, Kal He, he writes, that sometimes the Gemara will ask a kasha from, in general, the Gemara is not going to ask a kasha from one Amara to another Amara because Amara will disagree with each other. But says the Shla that sometimes the Gemara will ask from a later Amara to an earlier Amara. Says the Shla, Simon Kuf Membav, Ulupam Makshinim Amara Lamara, Mishum Dehochas Akavase, Upirish Rashid Afagab, the Rabba Mario Makshimin, Mipnesha Rabbin Shalbana Gaila, Pudere Chutmishmo, that says the Shla that sometimes will ask a kasha from a later Amara to an earlier Amara. For example, from Rab, because says the Shla, Mipnesha Rab, because Rav was the Rabbi Shemnei Agolah. Rav was the Rosh Hashiva. Rav was the biggest Hamachacham in his dar. Besides, for Shmuel, so says the. Shla, that sometimes the Gemara will ask a kash from Rab because Rab was such a big time and that's why we'll ask a kash from Rab. And the Shla speaks out also, Chutzmi Shmuel, that Rab and Shmuel were seemingly contemporaries, and it seems that he would also say that the Gemara will ask a kash from Shmuel because Shmuel was also a tremendous time of If you take a look at the Ramban, it says it's preferish, but the Basta Bezim and Bez says the Ramban, even though the Gemara is going to ask on an Amira from Rab Nachman or Shmuel, and I Rab Shmuel is an Amira, so what's the kasha? Shani Shmuel, the Rab Guvray. Shmuel is different because Shmuel was a tremendous. And again, Shmuel was one of the first generation Amorim, and therefore sometimes the Gemara will ask a kasha from an, a later on Amira to Shmuel because he was an earlier Amira. Like the Rashi speaks from Abaya, we're not going to ask a kasha because Abaya was a later Amira. So again, 
the fact that Shmuel was such an early Amira, the first generation Amirayim, sometimes we may find the Gemara will ask a cash from Shmuel, from one Amira, I normally, the Amirayim allowed to disagree with each other, but it could be that since Shmuel was, had a different status, Shmuel was a higher level because he was one of the early Amirayim. One more Ha'ara about Shmuel, the Gemara in a few places says, the Allah is like Shmuel Bedini and Rabbi Suri, that in general, we machlekes between Rab and Shmuel, the Allah is, we pass him like Shmuel in regards to Dino, and we pass him like Rav in regards to Yisur. In regards to Dini, Mamanus will pass him like Shmuel, in regards to Yisur, we pass him like Rav. And the question is, why is that the case? Why do we pass him like Rav in regards to Yisur, in regards to Shmuel and Dini? Now, the, the contemporary, the Akhrenim discuss, how does that make sense that we'll say that we always pass him like this person? This is really a cash in all Kaliyapsak. How does it make sense to say that we always pass him like this somewhere in regards to these types of Machlekes, and always like this somewhere in regards to this Machlekes? That means in every case they were right. So the Pashup Shad is we're going to assume that they were, their Abba were giving us Kholim, that they're giving us rules. Like we see that sometimes if it's Mustav like the other person, so we will pass them like the other person. Our Abba was giving us rules, then in general this, we pass them like this person over here and this person over here. But why do we pass them like Shmuel in regards to Dinam and Rab in Yisurim? So there's some interesting arts which come out of this. So let's see, the Rush and Baba Kama and Parak Dawah speaks out like this. Lafisha Yadua, Shmuel ha Yeruggel Tamar Lifsik Dinam. Because Shmuel was Ruggel, he was, he, it is normal that he would pass him Chasinim Mamanis. And therefore, Shmuel, who was who was accustomed to passing Dina Mamanis, he did it often, and therefore he was he was considered proficient in Dina Mamanis, and that's why he's passing like Shmuel and Dina Mamanis. And Rav, on the other end, was always getting the Isra Hatter Shilas, and therefore, since Rav was very involved in Isra Hatter, that's why he's passing like Isra Hatter. That's what the Rush wants to suggest. So that's a simple Mahalach, why we passing like Shmuel in regards to Dina, Rav in regards to Yisum, a practical idea. Shmuel was always, Shmuel's on the Bezin for Chashimish, but people, people were always asking the Chashimish questions, versus Rav, people were always asking the Isra Hatter questions, and that's why he's passing like Shmuel versus and Rav in regards to Yisurim. If we take a look at the Chavaz Yar in Simen Salidal, he offers an alternative shot. Says the Chavaz Yar, I mean, I said the Chavaz Yar, I won't offer an alternative shot. Kishmuel, Says the Chavashir, a very interesting suggestion. One of the interesting things about Shmuel was that he's a proficient doctor. He was very, uh, he was very malumid. He was very knowledgeable about medicine, and also he was very knowledgeable about astronomy and astrology. Shmuel says that I know the shvil, I know the pathways in heaven, I know exactly the constellation, just like another streets of day. So Shmuel was so involved in these practical things of, of refuah and astronomy. I mean, astrology says the Chavisiyar. That's why he was much more proficient at Dinamamnis. He was much better at passing in Dinamamnis because that's what his field was. His field was dealing with the practical things, the practical medicine, practical astronomy, practical astrology, and that's why he passed like Shmuel in regards to Dinam because that's what he was proficient at. That's what he was good at. Versus Rav, Rav was not proficient in these things, so therefore Rav we passed like Rav in regards to Yisurim, and that's why we passed like Shmuel in regards to Dinam. So again, an interesting suggestion that Shmuel was very a proficient doctor. He was an excellent doctor. Was much more involved in the practical matters. And that's why he passed in regards to Dinamamnis. The Chavisiyar. Is Meisiv, and he explains that a person who deals with practical matters, his brain thinks a little bit differently, and he's a little bit of a different approach. And that's why Paskin like him in regard to Dini Mamanis. It's interesting. I saw one of the contemporary Svarim. They wanted to suggest that the reason why the Rabbanim didn't want to give Shmuel smicha was because they felt that Shmuel learned too much of the Chachma Kitzayin. That Shmuel was too much of an expert doctor. He learned too much of medicine and these other types of Chachmas. And even though Shmuel said about him, said about himself that he only learned these things for the Torah, but still they felt that it was not appropriate to give him smicha. Definitely an interesting suggestion. Why they would not give him smicha? Definitely something to think into, think about, and look into. Another suggestion, another reason why possibly the Chacham did not give Shmuel smicha suggests in Rami Panay in. However, he did not get smicha because since his mother there was a chashad about his mother that he was born from an ashes ish, therefore that Shmuel was and his mother was Mazan and that Shmuel was born from an ashes ish. 
Therefore, in regards to Smicha, the Torah says that that a person does not have a mum, and since there was a suspicion about Shmuel, therefore Shmuel did not get Smicha. Now, what exactly is the Rambam talking about? That Shmuel was that there was a chashash about his mother that she was Mazana. So that the Gemara doesn't talk about this story. However, if you take a look in the Gaon and we take a look at the Halachas Gedolos, at the end of Masechet Kitten, it brings down the story that Shmuel's father went on a very long trip. And Shmuel's father was very far away from his mother, and one time Shmuel was da- Shmuel's father was davening, and a certain woman tried to seduce Shmuel's father. She tried to make him have beer with him, her, and Shmuel's father stood up to her, and she was he was not interested. And what happened was that Shmuel's father davened, and miraculously he flew back. He traveled very quickly back to his town in overnight, and he had beer with Shmuel's mother, and then he flew back to where he was. And then what happened was is that Shmuel's mother became pregnant, and all the people in the city said. How is it possible that she's pregnant? It must have mentioned that she was Mazana because the husband is not around. The husband is very far away. So therefore, there was a big error about Shmuel's mother. People said that Shmuel's mother is Mazana. And then finally, when, Shmuel, when Shmuel's father came back, then Shmuel's father told him the story, and then it was clear that Shmuel was from a legitimate marriage. And it's actually interesting that this is one of the suggestions given that the, we had the Gemara earlier on. The Gemara said Avu de Shmuel. The Gemara had a member in the name of the father of Shmuel. Now the question is: this is this is very interesting. This is very strange. In general, the Gemara will not quote somebody that he's the father of somebody else. In general, the Gemara will say that he's the son of somebody else. But in general, the Gemara won't say this person is the father of somebody. So why did the Gemara specifically in regards to Shmuel say Avu de Shmuel, the father of Shmuel? So one of the suggestions given is is because there was an error. There was a chashash that the father. Mazana. That's why they wanted to make it very clear to everybody that Shmuel's father was a legitimate father, and that's why he was called Abu Shmuel. Others, other, others want to suggest that the Gemara was just saying that since Shmuel was a tremendous Tamuchacham, that's why it was considered a to call Abu Shmuel. That's what he was known. That's what he was known for. That he was the father of Shmuel. So again, Kuchazar we saw today. We started off with a Gemara which seemed to show that Shmuel contradicted a Mishnah. We saw that the Rishayim, the Rashi, the Rav all said that Shmuel is not disagreeing. He's either correcting the Mishnah or he's saying that the Mishnah is really machlekes. So they seem to tell us that Shmuel is not disagreeing with Tanayim. Then we jump to the Gemara and Shabbos of Ayin Beis, where the Gemara said that Shmuel was disagreeing with Tanayim in regards to Drashas. Tais over there said that it must be that Shmuel is not really disagreeing with other Tanayim. He must have had a Kabbalah. We saw that that Gemara is not necessarily right because the Achrayim tell us that Allah is an Amorim allowed to disagree with Tanayim in regards to Drashas. So that Gemara is not a Raya. However, then we jump to a bunch of Gemara. Which seemingly Shmuel was disagreeing with Tanayim. We saw a bunch of different Gemara that Shmuel was disagreeing with Tanayim, Brises, and other places. So then we saw, we brought down the Arzurah. The Arzurah suggested that the earliest generation of Marayim, Shmuel, Rabbi, Rechon, those Amorayim, when, when they disagree with Tanayim, what's happening is really that they're quoting their Abayim, who are Tanayim, and therefore they have the ability to disagree with Tanayim. That's what we saw from the Arzurah. And then we saw the Rash when Shabbos of Lamazayan and Mabay speaks out of Farish that just like Rab had the ability to be Tanopolog, so too Shmuel had, ta- had the ability to be Tanopolog. And then we spoke about why exactly would it be the case that maybe only Rabbi the ability to screw Tanayim but not Shmuel they both live in the same generation we saw that Van Ksubis suggested it's based on Smicha and then we saw that the Gemara but Matita Pei says that Shmuel didn't get Smicha so maybe that's what it revolves around or we suggested that it could be it revolves around whether Shmuel was involved with the Bezin of Rabbi maybe that's why Shmuel didn't have the ability to disagree and then we just saw that another interesting thing about Shmuel was that since Shmuel was one of the earlier generations sometimes the Gemara will ask a cash from a later Amira from Shmuel even though Shmuel was an Amira the Gemara will ask and then we saw three reasons, two reasons why we passed like Shmuel over Rav in regards to Dinim and and Rav over Shmuel in regards to Yisurim, we saw the rush, the suggestion that it's because that Shmuel was much more involved in Dinim Aminus and Rav was much more involved in Dinim Yisurim. And then we saw the Chavis Yar suggested it's because Shmuel was much more involved in practical matters. He was Isaac and Rafu, he was Isaac in astronomy, astrology. That's why passing like him in Dinim Aminus. And then we saw the Rambi Pani suggested that the reason why Shmuel did not get Smicha was because there was an error about Shmuel's mother, that she was Mazana, and that's why Shmuel did not get Smicha. If anybody has any comments, any questions, any other proofs, Divrei Terah, Anim, Rakam, Echad, Rashi,
other Ramakimis and other places, whether Shmuel had the ability to disagree with Tanaim, why Shmuel had the ability to get, why he would, why he wouldn't, why Shmuel wasn't able to get Smicha. If anybody has any other comments or questions on the Shear, we would love to hear. Feel free to WhatsApp at 845-499-897 or feel free to email at mz.fiemi at gmail.com. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for listening.